because it's next month and it's probably going to be mm. quite an emotional pay-per-view final mm. battle uh because mm. potentially it could be ring of honor's last pay-per-view ever mm. also you're going against someone who you've known for a very long time who cost you the world title kenny king i want to ask you sort of what are your thoughts going into that match my thoughts have changed um from when it was announced to as it gets closer. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it was announced, there's a lot of anger, there's a lot of fr- frustration, there's a lot of relief that I'm finally going to get the opportunity. But as it gets closer, I'm starting to calm down, I'm starting to lock in, I'm starting to understand exactly what this moment means, what this match means. Uh, you're talking about a guy in, Ken- in Kenny King who's been a friend, mentor, um, who has done uh, and achieved things that only a select few people have been able to achieve. You know, you're talking about a former two-time TV champion, uh, one of only three black men to hold that championship in the mm-hmm. entire history of ROH, uh, not, not including Jay Lethal and myself. Uh, so both of us are very capable of making history. Uh, both of us uh, strive uh, for a lot of the same goals, you know what I mean? And that's what hurts so much when he cost me the world title is because he knows exactly how important it is, yeah. not only to me, but to us, you know what I mean? To to have someone else up there to keep Jay Lethal company in that spot in history. You would have been the uh, second uh, absolutely. Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Champion. Yeah, so he took that, not just from me, he took it from my team, he took it from my family, he took it from our fans. And for a long time, I knew where I was gonna. Ha- I knew where I was gonna go mentally, right? <laughs> if this continued, um, and I, and I tried my very best because I'm I'm trying to be a leader. I'm trying to be that person, um, that sort of Ali type figure to be able to move the culture forward. Um, and I can't move forward if I'm worried about what's behind me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but. Kenny decided to keep pushing, and here we are. And now I'm going to have to tap back into, you know, that east side Cleveland Shane Taylor, that um, person who doesn't care about leading and only wants to destroy the person in, in front of him. And that's who he's going to get at final battle. Um, and it's going to be a shame that I'm going to have to do that to Kenny on that stage. But this is what it requires. Uh, I believe that this is worthy of the main event. Um, I mean, this match itself literally sells the pay-per-view. I mean, mean, it's it's going to be an emotional pay-per-view in general. Absolutely. So, um, I don't know. Best of luck to him because what he's got coming for him at final battle is an absolute monster. I, I can't wait. And, you know, if I was Kenny, he might have to rethink. <laughs> he might have to come up with an excuse for that one. <laughs> you better do something, bro. You better do something. And I think, like, diversity is quite important. I mean, I try not to get too, so I would say political. I, I, I say just, I think that's one thing I liked. I think it was uh, Shane Taylor's talking about the uh, yeah. Ring of Honor. Um, you know, how he desperately wanted to be, um, you know, I think it was like a second or third black champion as well and just sort of just wants a bit more diversity which i think when you all had that moment that final battle and i think it's it's it's, you know imprinted everyone's mind now because the photo 
you know, it's so cool. That was yeah. That that would that I'm I'm actually glad you you brought that up. And if I if I wasn't have, having uh long sleeves, I'd be able to show you the goosebumps. It's kind of building on. It builds every time I talk about this because mm. uh that that was a moment that uh we we didn't tell product production about it. We didn't want it to be a showcase. We really. An authentic moment. They 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 didn't know that we were going to do that at the end. Actually, oh, wow. they didn't know that we were going to feel the ring at the end. Um, but we wanted that to be. We we were in the mindset of is if this is our last time with all of us in the ring together, we want this picture to show that. And even after that match, when when uh, when Kenny King and, and Shane Taylor, uh, you know, they they shook hands and they connected in brotherhood. Yeah, we wanted that universal message to scream worldwide, no matter what you go through, no matter how many times you uh, fight and our friends are fighting our friends, at the end of the day, we are all our brother's keeper and mm -hmm. we can all do this thing through unification together. And, and we are always together. We're always together, no matter what, in spite of our issues. That's what family does. We fight. And then we're like, yeah. oh, man, we sorry about that, man. Yeah. Hey, no, we fight some more. Oh, man. That, that's, that's what we do. But it doesn't, it doesn't make who you are and and just because you are just because you are vocal about something uh just because that that you know uh you, you stand your ground on something and you're true mm -hmm. to yourself it doesn't mean you're a troublemaker it just yeah. means that you're causing good trouble and good trouble makes change your action was great besides one dickhead uh i, I don't know the guy's <laughs> username it got it got called out rightfully so i yeah. mean besides that one dickhead the reaction yep. was great i think i shared it it was just like it's one of those moments and the fact that i didn't know that it had been planned it wasn't planned. Sorry, it was. It was not. It was not planned at all. And I was going to say, you know, was there any reaction? But I bet they were just like, do you know what? It was worth it that we didn't. We didn't. Know. Yeah, <laughs> there, there, there wasn't. There wasn't any. Um, there, there wasn't any back backstage uh, mm. discrepancy or, or, or no, no about it. Sort of thing, no, no. no I, I think the only thing that I believe, and I think we were all unified in this, that that we did one. Um, for, for the people that was live, and we're very fortunate many people were able to get pictures of that. So people that are watching from at home, they were able to see what happened. That's cool. Uh, but, but the fact that it was kind of cut from the pay-per-view, uh, you know, they kind of had to go to a, to a, to a editing. Yeah, it was, of, it was a literally on your for like a few seconds. Yeah, yeah. It, it was there for a few, but then as soon as we hit that, that main pose, we're like, ah! Yeah. But the fact that it was captured in picture, yeah. uh, it, it's always said, you know, uh, you know, just a picture speaks a thousand words, you know. So the fact that that's a part of history and one person but had the picture is still out there. It's yeah, the picture many, is still out there. As a matter of fact, one of the people that was front row, uh, he he actually tweeted out. He said, I, "I wish that I could if I if I can get this printed and have everyone sign it. I want to hang this up in my living room for, for my son. That'd be seat. sick. And That'd be cool. That 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 meant the world to us, man. That that's yeah. that's history, right? It's not about the matches. It's about the moments that are created in the sport, and, and that and, and that, that his son is always going to say it in the front yeah. room, wherever it's happening. Absolutely. Out. Nah, that's sick, man. I mean, if anyone that hasn't seen it, it's on Twitter. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, just for Final Battle. Just Yeah, it's, it's out there. Just look for it and just ignore that one dickhead guy. He did get called out and I enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's always good when a racist gets exposed. Great. It happens every time. <laughs> every, every, it, doesn't, it doesn't surprise us. It just motivates us and nah. improves our point why we do what we do. Just like, I'd love to, love for you to try that in person, but yeah, but we won't give <laughs> many, them any more. Too many airtime. keyboard, too many keyboard warriors. Damn right, my man, fuck him, fuck him. But right? uh, Bron Rev, so I, I, I think I, I just keep calling you Rev. I don't think how many people call you Rev, by the way. Just that curiosity. 
pretty much anyone that knows me in wrestling, they don't even call me Ron anymore. A lot of them just call me Rev. I either get Rev or Ron. Oh, wicked. Should I just been called him Ron? I was just written back in my head. Like, Every, everybody, everybody calls me just Rev for short. So you, you, you spot awesome. on, brother. Awesome, my man. Um, thank you for coming on. Been an absolute blast. We've had also some such and subjects as well to talk about, but in general, Tyra Banks. That's the first. Yeah. Piracy. That was the first. We won't talk about it too much, but it is what it is. But everyone that's listened to this episode, um, there's gonna be more episodes of what you call it podcast coming up very soon. But for now, everyone, have a good weekend because this has been recorded on Thursday and should be coming out tomorrow, Friday, maybe. Depends what works like, but I'm just rambling on. But for now, everyone, stay safe. Just a quick one, Ron, and I shall let you enjoy your day. That's really good, man. Well enjoyed that. Um, I just want to do, so basically, just so I can plug the episode. So I just say, hi, I've got a special announcement for my next guest. We're just going to say, hi, I'm the Rev Ron Hunt. I'm going to be appearing on What Do You Call It? podcast that's it perfect i got you one second just just hello there i've got a special announcement for my next guest what's going on in the world it's the rev ron hunt and i will be the next guest on what you call it podcast right here you don't want to miss it yeah i heard awesome Perfect, my man. I'll try not to be too annoying with the tagging. Um, but yeah, the, 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 the first clip, I'll talk about the AW, just for STP and yourself. I will try and get that out as quick as I can and then yeah. just spread it like wildfire. Uh, but the full episode, I think I'm going to have that out probably tomorrow. I, I think I'm going to listen back. I don't normally listen to a lot of episodes back, but that one yeah. I want to. And I'm going to tell Chris that I mentioned him as well because uh, he actually he's one of the reasons. Yeah, I, hey, hey, he'll, 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 love, he'll love the plug, man. I think I've been on his show like two, two or three times. It's always yeah. a blast every time we, we connect, man. Definitely, man. Definitely, man. I'll let you go. Um, but I will DM you if you can find the match. By the way, let me know. I'm, I'm, listen, I'm telling you, I'm gonna hit up a couple of people. I'm gonna look for that man. You made your way to Ring of Honor, where you would have a memorable run during one of their hottest periods. Uh, you had an undefeated streak. You wrestled against the likes of Roderick Strong, the Briscoes, and the Bullet Club. I just want to ask you, what were some of your favorite moments in Ring of Honor? Man, I feel like everything I did in Ring of Honor was was a great experience. Uh, mm-hmm. um, Ring of Honor taught me so much about um, what wrestling, especially in the ring, is mm-hmm. all about. And I definitely wouldn't be where I'm at if I didn't go through and experience Ring of Honor. And it's just one of those things that, like, me and my friend were just talking about it the other day, that we wrestled at Ring of Honor when it was the hottest ever. Like, look at or the talent I was wrestling with when I was in Ring of Honor, guys who made a name for themselves in WWE or like who who was making a lot of money now. Um, but those were guys who we, I shared a lot of them in Ring of Honor, despite one of the, if not the hottest roster of that Ring of Honor ever had during that three years span I was there. Yeah, I, I, that's was my first exposure to you, and I sort of gravitated towards you. Like you were so agile uh, for quite, a, you know, you're what six, seven, like quite a big guy. But you was able to also sort of fly across the ring, but do power moves and brawl, and just you had a unique style. And I think that's why the fans sort of got behind you. But I want to touch on the Righteous, one of the uh, factions of Ring of Honor, with the members Bateman, Dutch, and led by Vincent. I want to ask, how did you join the faction? Um, 
that came about i didn't even know it was happening till a few hours before i was there for ring crew and i was told to bring my gear um i thought i might have a dark match or something like that and then vincent came up to me backstage and was like uh yeah so I, i'm starting this new faction it's going to be a devil's rejects kind of thing um you know horror what what do you think are you into it and i was like yeah it's a great film <laughs> by the way great film oh yeah 100 percent uh one of my favorites i was like really away, into those so. <laughs> yeah and i was a fan of him anyway uh yeah. because of that like the horror thing and uh so i was like yeah <laughs> i'm in <laughs> Nice. No, I, I think it's a cool look. Obviously, it came off the uh, what's it, the kingdom now. But um, what does it mean to you as a, as a stable? I mean, what does it sort of represent? If you had to explain to someone that's lived under a rock, never heard of the righteous, and you had to say, okay, this is what we, you know, basically are about. You know, this is why we are the way we are. We look the way we are. I think you've explained some of it. The, the devil's rejects. But... Yeah. Um... <laughs> it's an interesting question. Uh, I always say, you know, because a, a lot of people compare us to a cult, you know, and uh, we definitely have those kinds of vibes. Uh, we, we're definitely dark and mm. sinister. Um, but uh, yeah, it was uh, initiated into the righteous. And uh, I always say that Vincent um, taught me how to be myself in a world that didn't accept misfits necessarily, you know? So uh, and anybody who feels at a place in this world or who, you know, thinks you think that you deserve more and you do, you know, the, the righteous has a place for you. Sold. I am sold. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like, I like Vince. He's, he likes his work. I liked his feud with Matt Taven. I thought they really, obviously they were partners as well, but I just really enjoyed the stuff. And I think you guys look well, like good together. Don't know similarities, but you sort of, you can sell those chemistries there. Like you do kind of get yeah. on. Sometimes you just can't fake it. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, they, they have a, a long history. They go way back. So if you could recruit anyone, I actually got a feeling who might be, just because we just mentioned maybe the director of the film. But if you recruit one person uh, for the Righteous, dead or alive, doesn't matter who it is, doesn't have to be best related, who would you pick? <laughs> uh, it's a so tricky question. You've got to think as well, uh, you've got to think it's going to benefit the group, not just because you're a fan of them personally, but you've got to think for the group as well. I mean, I've, I've always wanted max the impaler but they already have a trio you know um so max is kind of taken but that that would be my first pick <laughs> oh wait max you're not left out <laughs> <laughs> would you pick rob zombie to be in there i think he would look good i feel like he's a uh, pretty busy <laughs> i feel like he's got he's got so many projects going on what are you asking, mate? Like. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, Bill Mosley, absolutely. We were, uh, you know, Vincent's actually friends with him. We were trying to get him in for a show at one point. Um, but, you know, COVID stuff and like travel was like weird and everything. But, mm. uh, you know, we were obviously like huge fans of him. So, I mean, if, if we were going to have an honorary member, it would definitely be Bill Mosley. And uh, Jimmy got on at Ring of Honor. And uh, he was doing, he, he, he had started with Ian, uh, uh, IWA Mid-South with Ian Rotten. And that's where he caught Gabe's eye in Ring of Honor. 
and Jimmy told me, he was like, Hey, I think I can get you on, on one of the, a couple of these ROH shows, you know, you'll just be a member of special K, but you'll be on. And I was like, ah, you know, I've, I've always, I'm, I'm at, at the very end of the day, no matter what, I'm a pro wrestling fan. Like that's yeah. who I like, you know, of course I'm watching these shows and I'm seeing, you know, the, the punks and the cabanas and the Joes and the Bryans and the homicides and the air, you know, like I'm seeing all these guys like, yes, please. Like, that is when Ring of Honor, I mean, I'm not saying Ring of Honor is not hot now, but like around that period of time was probably the hottest independent company oh, in all of wrestling. Yes. 100%. I mean, it was just, it, they were showing such a diverse level of talent that especially mm. at era, like, you weren't getting elsewhere because Vince wasn't putting it on his TV and TNA was so, you know, you'd get like a low key and a, and a Daniels and you're like, yeah, but then you'd get, you know, the dumps or something. It's like, oh. <laughs> uh, so yeah, like that, you know, that was the spot. If you're an indie guy, mm. ROH was the spot I wanted to be. So like, I got the call, like, Hey, you're going to be, you know, we're going to do this deal. We're like, we're going to announce that, Special K has a has a new member, you know, and it's this big buildup, and you'll come out. Everybody's gonna crap on it. I'm like, ow! <laughs> no, like, no, no, no. Because the payoff is it's really abyss, and I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. So, uh, but like, even that first night, like, I technically wasn't in the match. It was like a three on three match, mm -hmm. and I'm just at ringside. But like, everybody was very like. Hey, make sure you, you know, at some point we'll all be down. Can you slide in and do something, maybe a big dive? And I was like, yeah, do you guys mind if like, because, you know, Special K, they were all ravers and all that stuff. I was like, you mind if I do like a dance or something and then dive? And they're like, oh, no, please, please, you know. So, like, I slide in and I do the Alex Wright dance. And then, you know, big, big dive to the floor and, uh, I get to the back. They're like, oh, my God, that was great. What's your special K name? I was going to ask, how did, like, how did it come up? <laughs> it just happens I'm wearing a Carmelo Anthony jersey. <laughs> and, you know, like me, I'm, I'm very high energy. And, you know, I love to have a good time. But, like, mm -hmm. I'm wearing this Carmelo Anthony jersey. And I kind of looked down. I was like, you know, uh, with the drug culture that they're doing, you know, all the, you know, the, 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 the vibes they're giving off. I was like, man, I think mellow works because I'm literally the opposite of it. And they're like, mellow, that's perfect. And so, uh, that's, that's how the, 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 the story of mellow begins. No, that's bad. I was Tony Mama Luke as a tag team partner, by the way. So I've, I love Tony to death. I just talked to Tony yesterday. I mean, that's, that's as, as shoot as shoot gets. He was my least favorite tag team partner I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just when you build it up with you, expect that. <laughs> I, uh, I often say Tony Mamaluke and Sal Renault are like cooking oil and sex oil. They're both great when they're used properly. You don't want to mix those up. You, you don't want to be in the middle of frying an egg and like, oh no, that's the sex oil. That's no good. Uh, I, we, we, our whole team together was such a weird, it, just all of it. Just, I'll never forget. So at the time, I'm doing uh, the FIP shows down in Florida, mm -hmm. which essentially the, the the developmental for Ring of Honor. Gabe would get a bunch of guys down. And FIP and kind of 
weed them out, and then the guys he thought were ready would get called up to Ring of Honor. So um, at the time, Mama Luke was in Georgia, and I was still in Georgia. So we would get in the car together, and we would have the best time. You know, like, he's a big sports guy. I'm a big sports guy. So, you know, we would tell tales of, of sports. Plus, Mama Luke is close with Jamie Noble who is one of my top five all-time favorite human beings in the world. And I've got to remind you later, I'll tell you a Jamie Noble story. It's fantastic. Definitely. <laughs> so, so he's like, because I was friends with Mama Luke, we could crash it, or we could crash at Noble's house on the way back and stuff. So uh, just, we were the best of, we were the best of buddies, you know, Mama Luke and I just got along. And uh, one night we're in the locker room and Gabe goes, hey, can you, can you guys stand next to each other? Yeah, sure. So, you know, Mama Luke and I are kind of stands side by side. And Gabe goes, yeah, that'll work. And that's it. And I was like, that was weird. About a week later, he calls me. He goes, hey, uh, so you and Mama Luke are going to win the tag titles at the Manhattan Center. What? <laughs> We're not a team. Oh, I know. Well, why are we a team? <laughs> well together. I was like, mm, I don't know, Gabe. But you're the booking genius. I'm not. So let's, you know, like, what am I going to do? Say no? Like, oh, yes, I put the belt on me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on the Joe versus Kobashi show. So, like, it's just this, this whole monumental, like, I grew up watching ECW at the Manhattan Center. You know, like, yeah. the first all was at the Manhattan Center. It is one of the coolest venues in wrestling history. 100%. Absolutely. And Joe's wrestling Kenta Kobashi in the main event. Like, Yes, 100 years. I don't care what I'm doing. I just want to be a part of this thing, you know? So uh, we get to the show and we're wrestling DJ Whitmer and Jimmy Jacobs. And within probably a solid two minutes of putting this match together, I was like, yeah, this isn't going to work. No, we're in trouble. <laughs> we just, our wrestling philosophies were just so diametrically different. Mm. Especially at this phase, you know, Mom Luke was like, we got to have Italian pride. We're both Italians. I'm like, yeah, that's cool, but we, we, we're trying to get them to throw spaghetti at us. Your, <laughs> name, your name's Tony Mamaluke. My name's Sal Renaro. I think they got your, like the secrets out. <laughs> like, like, look at this nose. Like, what are they gonna do? Oh, I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm a Hispanic man from Paraguay. Like, no, look at me. I'm Italian. It's like Mamaluke. Yeah. We don't need to beat him over the head with it. It was like. No, we should come out to the Rocky theme and have the Italian flag. <laughs> oh, no. So, like, and I would pitch other things. So, like, our, my big pitch, he was like, well, what should we call you guys? And I was like, what if we're sports and entertainment? Mama Luke's the sportsman. I'm the entertainment. And he goes, well, that's much like sports entertainment. I was like, yeah, that's the whole point. <laughs> I were that. And he was just like, ah, I don't think we can sell sports and entertainment. I was like, all right, cool. Call us whatever you want. They ended up calling us Sauronaro and Tony Mamaluk. So that goes to show a lot of the effort that was put into our tag team. Uh, it, but it was, it's, it's, and we laugh about it to this day still. Yeah. Those, those matches we had together were like pulling teeth. I mean, it was just such a hard thing to do. But uh, I'm also just, so I, I, I look back on those moments and laugh now. I mean, we, I mean, we were, I'm Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champion, you know? Like, if you look at the teams we worked with, too, it's just like, wow, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, we're with 
Roderick Strong and, and Homicide and Ricky Reyes and Milano Collection AT and Colt Cabana. And it's just like, here we are. Like, what, what am I, how did this happen? How am I this guy in this spot? This is incredible. The Briscoe brothers. And yes. I know that you have wrestled against them in Ring of Honor. I just want to ask, what was, how was your experience uh, being in Ring of Honor and wrestling against the Briscoe brothers? Well, first, let me touch on um, <clears throat> the Briscoe brothers themselves. Um, because I can't say enough good things about the Briscoe brothers, just inside and outside of the ring um, on a personal level. Two magnificent, magnificent individuals. I remember, and this I don't even think this is an anecdote I've related publicly before. Um, when I first had my tryout for Ring of Honor, when I got accepted in, and I knew I was going to have to go through this, I couldn't sleep for a week going into the Ring of Honor camp tryout. It was a two-day ca uh, camp slash tryout where you get in front of them and you do all sorts of things and drills and whatnot. Yeah. Um, I didn't know what to expect. And I'd become friends with Jay Briscoe just over the years, you know, working several events with him and talking with him, you know, becoming friendly. Uh, um, and Mark, too. Mark is a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful person. I remember um, Jay Briscoe spending, I, I think, a few days before the camp, 45 minutes on the telephone with me, just calming me down and saying, this is what you'll do, you'll be fine, just do what you do, you'll, you'll, you'll like what you do. Oh, and, wow. and just sort of giving me confidence and telling me which direction, what they were looking for, sort of, and just, you know, basically soothing my nerves because I was extremely nervous about this opportunity. And um, I remember him just taking the time and doing that. Um, and just, if anyone knows them outside the rooms, very intense individuals, but very, very wonderful, humble human beings on a personal level. Um, work professionally, uh, one of the best tag teams, if not the best on the planet. I think uh, this is a general consensus, though. This isn't my opinion. Um, obviously, you are probably in the top five tag teams on the planet. Um, they've accomplished more in Ring of Honor, and I believe they've gone to Japan, if I'm not mistaken. And now, now they're doing AEW. But, um, and working with them, stiff and tight and snug, and um, just the way I like wrestling. That's the way I feel like wrestling should be. And uh, I would work with them any day of the week. Uh, so, working with them specifically, I, I I can't say enough good things. They could have a good match with, with anyone. Um, so, the Briscoe Brothers, fantastic working with them. And I really enjoyed my time with Ring of Honor. As I said, I had done, I think this was 2013, 13 or 14. I, I had done the camp and the, the tryout. And I hadn't heard back from them for a while, but I'd gone, I had accepted the invitation to come, uh, begin training at the dojo. So... Dojo, luckily being only, you know, half an hour for where I was living at the time, I, I would, you know, go to there, you know, a couple times a month and train under, um, Delirious was a head trainer at the time. Um, yeah. You also had people like uh, Will Ferrara, uh, Cheeseburger was there, Rhett Titus, um, a few others, I can't remember the top of my head, remember, we'd have people poke in here and there, but really it was mainly um, under the tutelage of Delirious, who, if he wasn't present, his style was being pushed as the prevalent style to learn there, so... I spent um, a good duration at the, the Ring of Honor dojo, and eventually, um, my part uh, a partner who was loosely a partner of mine at the time, we really hadn't solidified too much, was the Red Scorpion. We had worked a couple of different programs in different places, and they had the idea, because he also did a Ring of Honor camp, why don't we pair these two together, which we had been doing anyway, and bring us on, uh, bring us on television. So, and I loved being in the, in the company, and I made so many good friendships, lasting friendships, um, with many of the people there. Um, and I feel it's sad, you know, doing, because of the hiatus and you know, injury and other circumstances, I sort of became distant from them. Wish I hadn't. Yeah. Um, it's just life, you know, sometimes uncontrollable circumstance. But at least your time was memorable. You speak positive on it. And obviously you just praise the best guy brothers who I agree with you 
are probably in the top five tag teams in the world and tailored promotions it's it's yeah. awesome like a theme song just come out um remember seeing in the uk tour uh when you was the tv champion i actually want to talk about that actually um mm -hmm. your reign as the rih world tv champion uh, was mm -hmm. one of the most dominant i think that's the best word to use and one of the mm -hmm. best in recent memory defending against likes of dragon lee uh bandido red titus and joe hendry which i actually saw mm -hmm. live uh yeah. the heat that you had <laughs> hell. I mean, that's when you know you're doing your job. Like, right. um, I just want to ask, what did it mean to you to be the TV champion? When I won, it and it's it's a it's a mixed feeling, right? Uh, especially as the rain went on, because when I first won, I had that initial feeling of like, okay, yes, I've arrived. I made history in ROH. I'm, I'm holding it. Uh, a championship now is my time now is my moment where I should be you know off to the moon right this is supposed to skyrocket but that didn't happen right then it became this thing where my matches weren't being announced I wasn't even being promoted as champion and so you had a lot of anger and frustration from that especially knowing the work that I put in yeah um and the opportunities that other people were given when they held that championship but then i but then i remembered looking into the back of the arena that night and there was a group of fans uh black fans uh probably 15 to 20 of them maybe a whole big family that showed up mm -hmm. and when i won you had so many people with shock or disbelief but i looked back there and happened to see them up on their chairs screaming yelling at the top of their lungs smiles tears down people's faces and it clicked for me right then that no matter how i felt personally that this title reign was going to be bigger than me right this this meant something more than just this being my championship so once i saw that it, it sort of clicked in my head on what i had to do who i had to be um the role that i needed to take um and that's when it really clicked for me you know what if the powers that be aren't going to promote me as champion if they're not going to put me on the platform that they put my counterparts on then i'll do it myself yeah i will make people pay attention i will make people understand exactly who it is that i am why i'm here um and then to and then to know and watch right them bring in so many international talents, so many big names for other champions to have these spectacular matches and these pay-per-view draws to know that I took anybody that was put in front of me and made that match the most seen match of the night, made that match the main event, made that match the one that people were going home talking about. I took a lot of pride in. Well, you and Bandino, that match is quality, quality match. Thank you. Uh, both of them. Yeah, you know I mean, like the one, I, I he beat me before I was TV champ, I believe. And then he got a rematch after I, I'd won it, mm -hmm. you know. And then I had to make sure he understood, you don't take anything from me. You know what I mean? So uh, now that he's world champion and I never got my TV title rematch, you know what I mean? Uh, or the rematch for the world title but you know it is what it is uh 
best of luck to him and Jonathan Gresham, and we'll see who and then we'll see what happens. Tony Khan announced All Elite Wrestling has purchased Ring of Honor. I myself, as a fan, didn't expect that. What the hell? Anything happening right now? But you, someone that was attached to Ring of Honor, I need to know because I know I, I know for a fact your inbox, your tweets, you've it's exploded basically. So before we do talk about wrestling, did you know beforehand about the news? Uh, abs- absolutely not. And I think that was one thing that, you know, just seeing how things were, were dealt with with a, with a couple of surprises that we had, a final battle and everything. Mm-hmm. I think the best move is for uh, things that are very heavily involved, especially when you deal with a big announcement like that, is the less people that know, mm-hmm. the better it is that it might be able to stay a secret. And and you have to think, especially in this world of technology and social media, uh, uh, dirt sheet, uh, websites and everything, things can get out very easily and surprises can get spoiled. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, d- I do know that they kept that one very, very undercover. Uh, a lot of us had an inkling of it, uh, you know, but it was just about hearing it from the horse's mouth itself, to which that's what happened on Wednesday on Dynamite. We actually heard it directly from Tony Khan himself. So uh, am I surprised? Uh, not really, you know, yeah. it, it, a little bit, you know, not full-blown shock. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I think right now the, the real anxiousness is to see what kind of comes up about that. You know, a lot of possibilities mm-hmm. out there. So we'll see what happens. What was your initial reaction when you heard the news? Well, I think the initial reaction is anyone that's worked with a company such as Ring of Honor, you know, you hold you hold a, a little piece of ROH very close to you. Uh, yeah. You know, when you look at the history of that company, where we're looking at nearly two decades now, there's a rich history. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Ring of Honor has changed the sport of professional wrestling as a whole. You know, that goes when you look at WWE. Impact Wrestling, All Elite Wrestling, you you know, sprinkle it overseas, even into New Japan. Uh, There's a sprinkle, there's a seedling of ROH in in every major wrestling company in this universe. And I think that just speaks from the lineage that comes behind that. So anyone that has ever worked and has ever been uh, an employee of ROH will tell you those very exact things. So to be able to see uh, the possibilities hopefully extend themselves and the opportunities grow uh, now out of Tony Khan becoming an owner of Ring of Honor Wrestling, mm-hmm. uh, that does my heart good. You know, you never want to see something that, that's good that has so much history go completely down the drain. Yeah. So, you know, rather we're connected, rather we're not connected. At the end of the day, wish them all nothing but the best because of if, if one company in pro wrestling grows, that's pro wrestling as a whole that's growing. And that's our sport staying alive. And that's what I think we're going to be seeing hopefully within the next few years or so. Now, I hope it does continue because I think obviously with the hiatus that you are on and many talent and Ring of Honor as a company, I think it's quite might have been a bit scary. It, you didn't know necessarily if it would have come back. I mean, obviously we know now that it has. Um, actually, actually next month actually, time flies actually. Bloody hell! Um, but, <laughs> I forget it's March now. Um, but no, it, it's it's a good time not just to be a professional athlete, uh, but for wrestling fans, like we just don't know what's going on now. What's what's going to be the next surprise? Um, I mean, as a best fans, well, Ring of Honor. I've seen when the UK, um, you've toured in the UK, fantastic shows. And Shane Taylor scared the hell out of me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're not the only one that says that, man. <laughs> um, but we will talk We will talk about them in a bit. But I'm glad that you've got a positive outlook on this news, you know. But, I mean, obviously, it's opportunities for you as well. Um, I mean, just as an individual talent as well. I mean, is there anything, is there anyone in AW? that you would like, if, you, if it was to happen, AEW. Um, another coach you had, and actually it sort of leads on to your first match in Ring of Honor, 
uh, during the pandemic, by the way. Uh, must have been weird having have no fans. Uh, was it Sumi Sakai? Uh, yeah, which yeah. was the first Ring of Honor Women's Champion? How was she as a coach first before we talk about um, your match? Uh, Sumi is an, another one that I just absolutely adore. Uh, mm -hmm. She is just such a great person. You know, she she's a legend as well. She's been doing this for a long time. Um, she has a, a shoot background, you know, so she she knows a lot of like judo, different stuff that like other coaches wouldn't normally teach. Oh, she's and, like a uh, badass then. Like. She is a badass. <laughs> she's such a badass. I mean, like. Yeah, the, the fact that, you know, she's still still doing it, at, like, after this long and still has the passion for it and is still so willing to help other people out is amazing. And, uh, you know, the the pro wrestling world is uh, is lucky to have Sumi Sakai. You know, she's, she's a gift, and um, she's a beautiful person, really. Uh, I just have nothing but good things to say about her. Oh, that's weird. I feel bad now. We'll talk about the match you had with her, um, where you <laughs> may or may have not bitten yeah, her. I mean, it was it was it was a, it was a good match. Um, and the fact that you did it during a pandemic, no fans. I mean, how was that first? How was it? No fans being there. Uh, it's always been weird, you know. But um, for me, because I did so many other kinds of performing, so many other kinds of production. Uh, yeah being in a studio like that was not weird to me because I've, I've done so much so many different kinds of camera work like I, I I did acting gigs and stuff like that so um that part wasn't really weird other than you know the fans like do give you energy you know and it's like a good crowd and so the the energy is different I would say that was the the biggest thing um and it's just like, yeah, we just got to get through this. But uh, I think we're past it now. So, <laughs> I think, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank yeah. Thank God. I'm, I'm not going to talk about Kyle because he's a downer, but I'm so glad that we, it's back of us. Although, may, uh, may or may not be going into World War Three, but that's, yeah, yeah let's, let's leave that one. Um, yeah, it's a massive downer. But we all talk about a positive. You had a really good match with her. Um, the match is available online. Your first outing. I thought you smashed it. And I want to ask, how was the experience, just the match itself? What did she say to you afterwards? If you're allowed to tell us. Um, <laughs> that was a while ago. Man, that's a, that's a tricky one. Um, yeah, I don't remember. You know, when you, when you wrestle a match and you get backstage after it's over, like, you get bombarded with so much feedback. Um, oh, really? Especially at Ring of Honor. I... I Got a lot of a lot of feedback mm. from uh, Vincent and Delirious and everyone in, involved back there. Um, so it's hard to keep track. Sometimes you get like so much feedback. <laughs> Just, and you're like, yeah. Uh, what did I? <laughs> so much. Like, I've only got twenty years of wrestling in my mind. Like, nice. yeah. <laughs> um. So I don't remember, but I remember. I, I think she was happy with it, from what I remember. <laughs> She did buy it. Up, I don't think there was anything like really <laughs> terrible that I like messed up real bad. No, I, I, I thought it was a good match. So I didn't actually know that was your first match until we watched it. I was like, oh, no. And then the I, I missed the commentator saying it. And I was like, oh, right, fair enough. Um, but no, I mean, the fact that you did it during the pandemic, I mean, you have wrestled before. Uh, Ring of Honor. Yes. Uh, you did the future. Was it future for, no, future of honor. Uh, yep. Cheeseburger. Uh, I want to know, how did you end up in Ring of Honor? 
Yeah. So uh, honestly, you know, there's no secret to it. Um, you know, I had an opportunity to uh, go down to Pittsburgh. One time they were here in Pittsburgh, just did ring crew. Mm -hmm. I was able to network a lot. Uh, I knew they had a tryout coming up. I want to say that was probably 20, uh, I want to say about 2015, 2016 uh, is, is when I had a try. I want to say about 2016. And, um, you know, that was their whole thing. You know, you went there, it was two days, it was hot and it was brutal. Uh, anyone that's listening to this, if you remember what their Bristol location was, where the old uh, facility was, where the old training facility was, we had, I had my first child right there and there was no AC, no air circulation. Some people passed out because that's how hot it was. Uh, they pushed you, they, they, they pushed you. And, and a lot of, a lot of people try to prove their, prove their say and, and, and lock in a contract before they left. Um, but it was one of those things that I showed consistency. And, and I, I think that that was really what did it. Uh, one of the things that one of the, the executive producer said to us was, uh, for you guys that are wondering, how do you get on our radar? This is how you do it right now. Your foot's in the door right now, but it doesn't stop here. Uh, you know, we need to see your face. You know, we, you know, if you can try to hit up a couple of towns for us, uh, try to try to make sure that, you know, uh, you know, try to make sure that whatever critiques we're giving you when you do these matches in front of us, that we also see you doing that when you go back to the independence, that we yeah. see you making a change. And uh, it was one of those things that after that first tryout uh, and, I, and I did one of the shows ring crew with them, I always stayed in front of their face. I was always sending emails on improvement. Uh, on gear or certain matches uh, and then you know when they were in town I would always connect and say hey do you mind if I come through I you know if I can get a couple guys together or if I just come through by myself mm -hmm. and I, I went in there and I busted my tail and um, there was no, there was no secret to that and so so that's, that's what I try to tell people now I think even the last couple of times uh, these last few years that has always been my slogan some of my students that I was helping to train uh, when I was in Dayton Ohio then also here in Pittsburgh I said hey if you guys are free jump in the car at me and, and, and put in the work. And, 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 and I had them doing exactly what I did. Uh, so, so there was no excuse to it, but uh, it was, it wasn't until I was starting to pitch them some, some things. And, you know, uh, that, that match, that was actually my debut match. It was uh, myself, cheeseburger, and, uh, one of my yeah. good friends, Derek Neal, Columbus, Ohio. That's where it was Columbus, Ohio. And um, uh, for, for just like you said, for future of honor, actually that was our first, live streamed future of honor uh, was it? uh match that, that was the roh's first live streamed match they didn't tell us until about a couple hours before they said also just let you know uh we're gonna live stream this we're gonna live stream it directly on uh youtube and facebook and uh so yeah it's, gonna, it's gonna be just like live tv <laughs> yeah so not not only are you wrestling in front of a sold out crowd not only did it eventually go from a singles to a triple threat match, not only was it to open up the, uh, a three-day pay-per-view for War of the Worlds. It was your also, first match. Yeah, it was my first, and not Big only was it my first match there, but also they're like, hey, we're also going to do our very first live stream on this, so don't screw it up. Yeah, yeah, all, all, all of that, all of that mixed in. <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> you last in, you last in. You put on a fun match. The fans are well into it. Now, I know oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, I miss that cheeseburger, by the way. I miss that version. Like, that's just <laughs> um, cheeseburger is a great guy, man. I, I've not heard anything bad about him. Um, I've got Faith on Star on um in a bit, and I, I've so I'm looking forward to speaking to her about him. I spoke to him. Uh, I can't remember what. Who did I speak to him about? And someone's like, I love him. I love him. That's gonna be annoying. That's gonna annoy me. Now. And I bet I'll find out after I've got this. Yeah. <laughs> but no, everyone, everyone praises him, man. Like apparently, he's a really good coach as well. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Cheeseburger is another guy that I feel is underrated. underrated. Um, mm. You talked about uh, what he's been able to do in New Japan and and, and overseas in other areas and, and Canada, Alaska. And um, he, he he absorbs knowledge like a sponge, uh, but he doesn't want to keep it in. He also wants to give it back. Yeah, and I, I think people underestimate him because you know of of his size and his age and everything like that. Uh, but those that have trained under him, those that are students of Cheeseburger and the, and the product of his uh, school now, the Worldwide Dojo, they'll tell you the same thing. Cheeseburger is very knowledgeable, and um, your career will do nothing but grow from from learning under the learning tree of Cheeseburger because he has learned from some of the best, and some of the best are some of those concrete people at Ring of Honor. And and so it it it, tri it trickles down. The the fruits always prosper. With Mandy and, and Angelina, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, sorry, <laughs> I might cough him. Sorry, yeah, that was, it was a, a jump. I was like, oh, what, what are we talking about now? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it that that does have a special place for me because that was actually um my only pay per view match with Ring of Honor uh, because of everything with the pandemic, and uh, I was on like a lot of other pay per views with them. Mm -hmm. as a valet but that was the only only one i got to do that i was actually wrestling so that that meant a lot to me and they got to win i teamed up and with was it max the impaler it looks cool by the way helic is so cool it's like mad max and that sort of thing uh yeah max is very unique for sure and when you was doing that it was like ring of honor no offense to impact wrestling at the time but ring of honor was probably the number two company just, yeah, yeah. So, if so you kind of look how it, Impact was then and how Ring of Honor was. Yeah, yeah. So at, at that point, they were about the number two domestic company. Mm. Uh, the way that I look at it, uh, I, if we want to go from the wrestling side of things, I would say they were the number one domestic company. Yeah. Uh, and that's not to give any digs with any company. I just look at it in two different forms. You have uh, your companies that focus more on the entertainment side of things, which is everything outside of the ring and inside the ring. And then you have those that are just like, listen, you can have all the glitz and glamour that you want, but if you can't hold your own between those ropes where it really matters. And I feel Ring of Honor was that proving company that if you are the wrestler that you say you are, mm -hmm. that is where you will be to prove yourself. And uh, it took me some years to, to mature in that light, to understand that. And, and really, that was when I really had my focus in that I want to get to Ring of Honor, you know. Uh, and, and like I said, I have friends uh, in every, every national TV federation right now, uh, domestically. But uh, my mindset was I want to be right here because this mm. is where the best of the best are when it comes in between the ropes, respectfully. And, 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 that's, and that's what it is. And I think going back to what we talked about at the beginning when we kickstarted the, the show with the news, the reaction online, has just been berserk, isn't it? Especially for you to receive, like, the, I think you told, told me when we were talking earlier, like, it's just yeah. been non-stop. And it probably is going to get, you know, because I want to upload it, I'll upload the clip, because I think it's important for people to know how big of news this is. It's it's awesome. And Ring of Honor, I said earlier, it's one of the shows I went to, and I loved it. If not, I, I say it again. And actually, I'm going to lead into this, Shane Taylor, who scared the shit out of me. I'm going to talk about Shane Taylor, and I'm going to talk about Shane Taylor Promotions, as you are the Vice President and COO. Yes, so sir. Keep doing that. Yes, sir. Um, <laughs> um, cool. So, as you are the VP and COO, if you can explain to someone who's lived under a rock and just discovered pro wrestling, what Shane Taylor Promotions is all about, what you guys represent, and what makes you one of the best factions in all of wrestling? 
Absolutely. Well, Shane Taylor Promotions is is a company that's for the people by the people. And I think a lot of people, I'm going to do a little throwback here. There was a there was a clothing company called FUBU. It was F-U-B-U, For Us By Us. I'm yeah, you remember, yeah, no, I'm talking, but it was for us by us. And that's exactly what Shane Taylor Promotions is. You know, it was nothing, uh, respectfully, that was not machine made. Uh, all, all of that was a brainchild of Shane Taylor himself. Uh, I was one of the very first people that he decided to open up his brain a little bit to, and we began to collectively put our minds together. Mm -hmm. uh, and then once we unified, that was the original Shane Taylor Promotions. It was Shane Taylor and myself. Uh, and then slowly understanding what Shane wanted to do uh, with Shane Taylor Promotions. And honestly, what that was, was to be able to see those that, that looked like us, that wasn't around the same light. And, and because naturally we can have a misperception uh, in the Black community. We wanted to share another light on that and shed another light on that to see you don't have to uh, be an NFL player. You don't yeah. have to be a drug dealer. You don't have to be a rapper. You don't have to uh, speak a certain way or live a certain way. You can be 100% you and still find your place in this industry while not changing for anybody. Yeah. And But also at the same time, we understand that that wasn't quite a popular thing, that there are a bunch of talented people out there, man, woman, boy, and girl, that all they needed was that opportunity. We wanted to be the catalyst for that opportunity to allow those people to show their talent at a grander stage than where they were already at. Yeah. And um, and once again, that was just saying now, always going back to the drawing board and Shane saying, hey, this is what I'm looking at right now, or we see some people making waves and Shane's like, hey, they need to be, they need to be seen at this level. All right, cool. Uh, so fast forward, you know, there you press along where he said, uh, SOS, you know, Soldiers of Savagery, you had Khan and you have Moses. Yeah. Uh, they were the very first two people that were signed under the new ROH developmental deal. And, um, you know, seeing what they were about and seeing somehow how, you know, sometimes how they were just, they, they were there, but nothing was given to them for them to be able to show their full worth, uh, mm -hmm. both individually and as a tag team. So Shane said, hey, this is, this is, this is where I'm looking at right now. You know what I'm saying? This what we want to do move a couple of pieces around you know i uh, talked talk to a couple of the corporate people at roh it wasn't the right time all right cool that doesn't stop us from doing what we're doing on the independent scene still and yeah. we're just going to move this around and we're going to keep pitching it and keep pitching it and keep pitching it then eventually that happened fast forward a few months later then eventually we bring O'Shea Edwards on, the big bad kaiju, O'Shea Edwards. So now you're looking at five collective people that now have the same mindset of, listen, we have this mindset to dominate. We are hungry. We have this mindset to show our worth, no matter if the opportunity is given to us or not. And we're not going to take no for an answer. No is not going to mean never. You might think it means never, but it just means a not right now. Mm -hmm. And when you when you look at that, once again, giving credit to Shane T for even having the thought and, and wanting to share that and, and bring that to light and wanting to have that dream manifested, when you look at the lineage of where we started to where we are now yeah. and still understanding that we're not done yet, not. that's the that's the beauty of willpower in the brain and, and, and having faith in what you believe in. No, nah, man. I, 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 I think that's one of the times I didn't say anything. I was just, I was just, yeah, it's powerful, mesmerized.